Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt and Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hello and welcome to the H2O podcast. I am Timothy Harvey. And I'm Jason Hunt. And we are... Late. Yeah, we are late. It's my fault. I had an audition today and it went... Actually, it went um, pretty much to the correct time. We were hoping that we could get out early, but it did not happen that way. And so my apologies. Uh, that happens. Oh, well, but that does that does give me an opportunity to give you this programming note for those who may have just found the show mm-hmm. uh you you understand that this is our 167th episode we've done a couple of three before yeah which means there's 166 of them still sitting out there somewhere well i have been updating the archive mm-hmm. so the archive from episodes zero to 150 i'm not quite done with 101 to 150 mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of, of getting all of those put in, but if you go to sci fi for me.com and you click on the podcast tab up there in the menu, then there's one to, you know, there's zero to 50 and there's 51 to 100. You can listen to them one right after the other. And then as, as I'm getting, should you be so inclined? 101, yeah, I get 101 to 150 up there, then that'll be there too. So if, if any of you would like to catch up, <laughs> the various topics that we have had over time. Yeah. Now, the uh, wide range of topics we've had over time. Yes, and there are a couple of them that are missing. Mm. Uh, our Batwoman discussion. Oh, really? Um, and the only thing that I can think is what happened is the, the it's on the dead hard drive. Mm. And for dead whatever hard. reason, there's not a copy of it anywhere else um, that I can find so far. Hmm. I mean, if any of you who've been listening for a while, if you downloaded it and it's in your collection somewhere, you can send us oh, a note. Yeah, H2O at sci fi com is the email. Okay. It happens. Uh, it happens. Technology. You know, we got we got through an entire episode, of, an entire installment of Good Morning Multiverse. That I had morning. nothing to I've, do with. I've, so, I've, oh, no. That must it's be it. It's me. <laughs> I broke things well, then I there, stop and it works there were mm. a couple of technical glitches i think we counted four gremlin incidents mm. this morning but they were minor um and it was funny because i was in the middle of the weather doing the weather forecast and maya who was the official program monitor this morning she sends me an, uh, a text right in the middle of everything she's like that's not the forecast for la i just looked it up that's not the forecast for los angeles <laughs> can't do anything about it now <laughs> Uh, but if that's the biggest mistake, mm-hmm. other than, you know, turning on a microphone when I need to turn on a microphone, everything else I think went pretty well. Good, good. Uh, as far as I'm aware, the there are callback editions for this particular film that I'm involved with, or potentially involved with, I can't give away spoilers, I guess, um, that next week there are callbacks, but they aren't don't involve me, as far as I'm aware. Good. I can put you to work. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Uh, All right. So, this week, 
we're going to take on a topic that probably we should not yet. I'm. You you see people make stupid comments, mm-hmm. and the question then becomes: Do you have the debate about the stupid comments? Do you have the discussion as to why they're stupid comments? Do you give attention to the person who made the stupid comments? Or do you completely ignore them and don't give them that kind of agency and power and sit there and say, your your opinion is irrelevant, we're not going to discuss it? This is problematic now that everyone has an opinion, and many people are very public about their opinions. Yes. And sometimes, and this is, okay, so... So, for those of you who have listened to the show, you may have noticed that Jason and I tend to fall on slightly different parts of the political scale. Slightly. There's a gap in between worldviews to some degree. There's some over there. We overlap. We overlap in a lot of ways that are extremely important. On polit- on some political things, we we disagree very strongly, and yes. we try very very hard. Not to let that bleed over into the fun part of this. Well, and and I think that as the political situation and the culture surrounding it evolves over the next couple of years my side will win oh wait that's that's well, not helpful it's going that's to be not it's going to be interesting to see if if you continue to support some of the people that are on your side and, and that question that question is the same on my side as I well because I mean, you, I mean cause, we, cause we, but this can, is not a political show no it's not so but here's the thing is that politics impacts Politics impacts a lot of things. Genre, storytelling, genre, films, books, comics. To deny that there is not an impact of a person's personal opinions mm-hmm. in their work. Now, some is, is you can't do that. I mean, it's not, it's not honest to say that they don't impact those things. Some writers are very, very good at writing characters who have politics that may or may not anywhere near what the writer's politics are. David Weber is an example of that. And I, honestly, if you are if you are not interested, at, this is a personal opinion, please, please, I'm not, I don't have any authority to say this, aside from my own opinion. But I personally think that if you cannot write the other side of your argument effectively, you are not doing it right. Straw men arguments on, either, on any side mm-hmm. are poor or bad writing. I'm sorry, yeah, they just are. I agree. And um, for a lot of people, if that's not... Some people are very, very bad at it. They're, they <laughs> have a hard time running, okay? And I don't care if you're on the left or on the right or in the middle or any variation on the, on the political spectrum. It doesn't matter. If you cannot write a good villain to your piece, you're doing it wrong. Villains, there is a very strong argument that villains are more important than heroes in storytelling not yes. in, hopefully not in the real world we no. want more heroes than villains but in terms of there being a bad guy if you don't have an effective bad guy your heroes have nothing to fight against and our particular bad guy today to a degree is bill maher 
And and the reason I say that he's a bad guy, I think I, I I'm I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that his initial essay in November, following the death of Stan Lee, was one of these off the cuff. Because it's not a very long essay. Right, yeah. It's just one of these, oh, I think I'll just, I'll take a swipe at, at fandom. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything that strikes me as being carefully crafted. It feels more like it was mm-hmm. just, I'm just going to write this thing out and be done with it. Which to some degree fits his model. Bear, bear in mind that, that yeah, it's, if he's spontaneous. He's, sorry, he's a he's his background. His background is in comedy. He's a he's in, he is. I would argue, as someone who looks at a lot of politi- political commentary, he's less an actual political commentator than someone who enjoys throwing a bomb into a room. He's an agitator. He's yes, and that's the yeah. model of his show. And if you like that, okay. If you don't like that, that makes perfect sense to me too. I on uh, from some some there he's somebody who does a really good job of ticking off about anybody on any part of the political spectrum. Right. You can you can argue that he is you know he's to the left, or you can sit there and go, yeah, but look at this, and and he's one of those people that his his role is to get a response, and that is there's a place for that, and whether or not you enjoy it, it depends on whether or not you enjoy. Well, and I think that's I think. that's where the rest of it comes mm. from. Mm-hmm. He 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 threw he threw the first bomb out there, and then there was the interview with Larry King, alive, mm-hmm. who who basically said, you know, well, after you said this, there was all this reaction, and Bill Maher was like, I never even knew because I'm not in on on social media and I wasn't paying attention to any of this stuff. Depending on how you look at that response, mm. he's either. He either doesn't care about what he did just as long as it got a response mm-hmm. or he's not self-aware enough to think that it could have gotten the kind of the response, the blowback that he did. Or he's so smug and arrogant that he doesn't care what kind of response that he gets. As long as he's getting a response, that's the goal is, well, to, you know, people are now talking about Bill Maher. Well, and he's, then he's had plenty of opportunities to have people talk about it. And then. You have the celebration of Stanley's life here that was hosted mm-hmm. by Kevin Smith not too, not too long ago. And so that gives Bill Maher another opportunity mm-hmm. to triple down on his comments about fandom mm-hmm. in the negative. Uh, for those of you who have, 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 have seen it or, or you've seen the, the interviews and the, and the other video that, that he's done, <coughs> Bill Maher is an ass. He has a smug self-righteous, self-important, and I know this is probably his character. This is a persona is, that he has adopted. This is, this is in many ways, his model for his show, and it has been his model for his show for a while. And whether or not you find this to be worth watching, because he is, like a many many people in, in the uh, professional, I don't know, many people who are on television, there is a there's whether or not you're playing a part or not go ahead you're perceived as kind of playing a part or you know how who how real is the persona in some degree it doesn't matter in any case all right it's what people perceive to be so when it comes to someone like bill maher 
he's again he's you can you can quite comfortably not like him and I am not going to object to it you can be quite comfortable I, I find sometimes he's very funny and sometimes I'm just like oh for the love of God shut up and that's my reaction most well, of the time yeah, but I mean so there's there's times when again his his brand of political humor is not necessarily to my taste mm-hmm. every now and again he says something I find it's funny but I actually enjoyed watching him earlier in his career when it was more about the, the stand-up. Now, would that be when he appeared in Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle By of God, Death? yes, it would. 1989, you know, look it up. But I have the same, honestly, I have the same problem with, with Dennis Miller. I think Dennis Miller is, I, 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 can't, I can't listen to him now. But yeah. I could, early part of his career, I, I thought he was extremely funny, and I thought he was a very talented actor. Now, Dennis Miller also seems to have some, some additional issues that he's struggling with, some, some personal stuff in terms of... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, I guess uh, agoraphobia. I think he's having. I think he's. Is he really? Yeah, that's why. Oh, but anyway, know. he's you know he, he's somebody else who the earlier part of his career I was much more of a fan of his than I am now. I personally don't think he's funny now. But no. you know, Mark Hughes in Forbes uh-huh. headline: Why Bill Maher doesn't understand Stanley or comic books. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read the entire thing. Sure, sure. In an apparent bid to remain relevant in any way possible. Comedian and TV show host Bill Maher has once again publicly mocked fans of superhero films for being upset about the death of comic book idol Stan Lee and for their general enjoyment of comic book characters. Maher, who never misses a chance to beg for permission to use the N-word and then used it anyway despite being Mm -hmm. constantly told it's not okay, faced backlash after he bashed fans for their outpouring of grief after Stan Lee passed away on November 18th last year. Now, have you seen the latest controversy oh, about yeah. Bill Maher, yeah, yeah. about mm-hmm. the, you know, the Popeye's yep. chicken gag? Yep. Uh-huh. Sorry. Got this morning. Yeah. So, so here's, here's one thing that I think, okay, so Bill Maher, Bill Maher actually is, is not so much the real issue here. The issue is how fandom perceives itself and how people outside of fandom perceive fandom. And Bill Maher just happens to be the catalyst for this part of the conversation. However you feel about Bill Maher ultimately isn't as important as looking at what... Yeah, because we could go... That's a whole different show. But we... But... (laughs) And it probably will be at some point. Probably. You've been warned. So, but the thing is, is that... We, on the inside of fandom, especially if you are of a certain age, if you are a younger fan now, we're, we're, this, this is a little bit about the change in culture, um, but the, the idea that you know, superhero films are this giant thing we've got, right? Yes. I mean, there's, it's a, there's a few dollars involved in the superhero film industry. I mean, you know what? Is Aquaman I've, how many I've billion? I've heard that. I've heard that. There's one, one point... What was it up to one point oh two billion something or something like, like that? that? Okay, yeah. Wonder Woman, huge film. The Marvel, the Marvel movies, huge films. There's all these. It's a thing now, mm-hmm. okay. But it's really easy to forget that superhero films were not a thing not that long ago. Right. It's really easy to forget that genre television, Game of Thrones, um, uh, Doctor Who, the 2005 revival, Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil, all these things are relatively recent. Yeah, there was, there is generations. You and I are, you and I are middle aged, quote unquote. We are almost fifty. All right, so yeah, Sky. If, 
<laughs> but if we, if you were, if you were say my kid's age, you know, twenty eight, hmm. there's a whole part of the world that changed about the time they were born. Okay, yes. computers, cell phones, the right. internet, uh, uh, MTV, all these things existed where they didn't exist when we were kids. Okay? They're now when, called iGen. The generation that is wired into all of these devices forever and ever in perpetuity. Uh, I'm so sick of the I'm so sick of the X Y Z Y Gen nonsense. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. But anyway, and we'll probably talk about that too. too. But the thing is, is that it's well, Bill Bill Maher and people like Bill Maher, um, and I'm not using specifically his his what his role is on television as an entertainer or agitator or whatever you're thinking you generational i'm thinking generational yeah. because he's a little bit older than we are a little bit not much but a little bit it's kind of scary isn't it i know um do you realize how much denzel washington is not that much older than we are isn't that not amazing anyway you're not helping i know <laughs> but here's the thing about that is that these people, a lot of people, a lot of people don't think comic book movies are serious films. A lot of people don't think comic books are literature. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't think fun entertainment, and I use fun in a fairly broad sense here, fun entertainment is serious entertainment. Bill Maher and people like that who view comic books as not important and people well, involved in writing or producing comics is not necessarily important or worthy of the vast i mean come on how many comic book yeah. publishers when jim lee dies stay alive jim when jim lee dies is it going to be the same kind of reaction from stanley no, no. of course not and that's not not to not to 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 point out that you know jim's jim's going to have plenty of people who are going to mourn him there's a lot of people in the comic book industry who are big names the who but Stanley is, Stanley is. Stan, an, well, Stanley transcended the comics industry, right. though. I mean, he was a cultural icon at one point. But but the the thing the thing that gets me and and what you talk about, you know, people on the outside looking in, this kind of a divide exists within the fandom as well. You yeah, saw that does. with the with the with the Battle of the, the Hugos. Um, you know, is is. Is the book worthy of a Hugo because it's serious literature? Or can it qualify for a Hugo because it's a fun adventure story? And mm -hmm. and that plus all of the other identity politics and gender politics and all that other crap that was surrounding all of the all of the the wooden asterisk battle. And I'm sure at some point we'll talk more about We that have talked about it. I know, that. but we'll talk about it again. But that kind of a cultural that kind of a cultural divide exists within fandom. We're hmm. seeing it now in the comics industry now with the sure. with the with the evolution of Comics Gate and you have mm -hmm. professionals who are sitting there saying um, you know, how dare you think not like I do? Go away! I don't want your money. You know, and and this has been documented. And you have professionals in the comics industry um, posting photographs of their anal orifice and saying, "Hey, Ethan that. Van Skyver, here's I'm, what I think of you," am, publicly am, on am, Twitter. Am, and he still has a job. I am quite content to not have any visual reference for that. Robert Rodriguez. He draws the book for Zoe Quinn on Vertigo title. Yeah. Well, okay. But this is the kind of behavior that we're looking at. Well, it's, not, all, it's not just it's not just 
people Twitter, on the outside. Twitter is film. a suspect. I mean, I, well, all of social media is. Yeah, but, but there's. But my point anyway, is, my point is, if the, you enjoy Twitter, it's okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, my I'm, my point is this: this culture, this divide that Bill Maher represents as far as being an outsider in the fandom, it, it's it's not. It's not an isolated sure, thing. Sure, sure. And, and unfortunately, you are never going to see the internet. We've talked about this a million times, and I hate to bring it up again, but it's such a thing. Remember, of course, that the folks screaming the loudest on the internet, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or the comment section of your favorite wherever, comic book site, political site, whatever site it is, cooking site, a uh, place where they post uh, adorable cat pictures. Somebody in the comics field is screaming about something they're upset about. Wow, yes. And most of those people are not the ones you want to listen to, okay? Because the ones who are screaming the most, I don't care what the subject is or what their answer is. Um, they're, they don't represent any part of the spectrum of fans. They don't, they don't represent all women. They don't represent all men. They don't respect uh, folks where they fall in their political spectrums. It doesn't matter where they fall in their sexual spectrums. They are they're the person who has nothing better to do. And again... If you comment, love commenting on boards, all power to you. But there are plenty of folks out there, and you know it if you're posting to bullet to boards, bulletin boards. Dates myself again. <laughs> but the thing is, is that if you you know that the significant chunk of the folks on those places are trolls. Well, and and they, I'm not going to say significant because well, I, ha I haven't done it. I haven't done a statistical analysis on it. But you have, you, yes, you have. Do you time. have? Do you have? Yeah, yes, you do have those. On the on on the extreme polar ends of both sides of this thing, who are despicable people, and they act despicably, and they sure. do terrible things, and they're and they're they're ugly to each other. But then you have people who are sitting there saying, and, and it you know, comics or, or or movies or whatever, you because know, we saw this with the reaction of the Last Jedi. Mm. If you don't like the Last Jedi, you're an alt right alt right white supremacist Nazi troll. Well, and but, that was the some, reaction because it, it doesn't out, matter if some of that came out of specific attacks on individuals in the cast. And I'll you grant that. And I'll grant that. that. I'll grant where, that. That's but, where some of that started. But when you have people who are supposed to be professionals lumping everybody who complains about a thing, well, but again, so into it, that group but again, when the loudest people. When the loudest people end up being the ones who everyone is paying attention to, people, yes, okay, we 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 sort. But there are humans, people who are very reasonable who sit there and say, "Well, oh, this is what I don't like about the Last Jedi. I didn't like the story. By, I didn't like this that, and this and this." But by you, that terrible person. Point, but by that point, even in the beginning, if you didn't like the Last Jedi from the very beginning. Well, you got lumped into that group, and that is just one example of all okay. of the differences again, we've seen human, it with Doctor Who. Humans are sort humans are sorting creatures. Okay, we like to sort things into things we can understand. That doesn't make it a good idea all the time. We tend to forget that things are not. We tend to forget that things are not one thing or another. Right. And people, especially, are not one thing or another. Right. Okay. They are a lot of different things. See, we agree on this thing. We agree. Most on this people thing. come in shades of gray. Okay. Yes. And where the internet is very, very poor at, what social commentary is very, very poor at, what being a stand-up comedian or a TV host or whatever these things are or a movie reviewer is that people tend to forget that these are not either or things. They are 
Okay, if you if here's an example. All right, the thing. All right, classic horror film. John right. Carpenter. Yep. Basically, amazing uh, effects. Right, came out at the same time as E.T. Yes. Okay. Carpenter will to to his dying day, and anyone who knows him will will say till their dying days. E.T. hurt the thing because E.T. is a sweet, warm film about a strange creature who comes and start tries to take away your children. Oh wait, um, <laughs> and the thing is about you know about a thing that wants to eat you. But uh, Carpenter's film has become a classic. It is, but the critics hated it. They hated that movie. They thought it was disgusting. They thought it was appalling. They thought it was you know it was given people called it obscene. They call it all sorts of things. Uh, Star Wars was dismissed by a lot of film critics. Because it's just it's it's a sort it's a sort of sorcery what, picture. What, what film? Oh, you're talking about the original, the original Star, Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, okay. You know, the, the, but see, but again, but that goes back to a point that you've made before about uh, uh, movies being a product of their times. And I would submit to you that the reaction to Star Wars from a cultural standpoint was completely different than if you put Star Wars out now in this culture in this political well, climate the, the way it the is thing, now the thing is you could reaction would be it, different but, but the thing is that film okay so again some things are products of their times you could if you took star wars you lifted that film mm-hmm. out of the 1970s and dropped it into 2019 you know what you would get a direct-to-video film that nobody saw krull which is a shame because krull yeah. has some interesting parts uh a comment if bill maher wasn't so far left that he was falling off would i be upset about this as upset Probably so, because Bill Maher said some very derogatory, stupid things okay. about an entire I, fandom. I am very left, okay? I am very left of center. I am the a, douche you I say! Am a, I, am, I am what they what they call, back in the day, a bleeding heart liberal, <clears> okay? <throat> I don't even think that, I'm not even sure they use that term anymore. Uh, no, the 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 the, the, the newspeak correct term now is progressive. Oh, I've been a, except, right. except, except some of us have been progressives for a long time. Anyway, it means a different thing than liberal uh, does. But the thing is that um, I would argue that he's not anywhere near what some of us on the left uh, think of as the left. He is... He does take swipes at everybody. He takes swipes at everybody. But the thing is, is that he's also... His goal is to get a reaction. Any and, and, and I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about these friends with people like Ann Coulter. Because they are legitimately friends. Mm-hmm. And the, so, I mean, I, Jason and I are friends. We're on different... <laughs> it's okay. I have him fooled, folks. I've been plotting him against him for years. My, I, my day to, to That's why he kept soon. the goatee. Exactly. He is the, the master one. to my dog. Sure. Okay. So anyway, I mean, so so whether or not he's, I don't know. I don't know if you want to use him as an example of a super liberal, because he's not necessarily a liberal, but he's he's Bill Maher and he operates his own little space. And mm. honestly, we all do. Yeah. But again, the thing comes down to, we are. There's an idea that somehow, genre stuff, genre storytelling is not serious and it's not just science fiction and fantasy right. or horror mystery novels for a long long time were not considered to be literature westerns yeah for a little bit and then you look at somebody like louis l'amour you look at something like a, the scottish uh mystery writer ian rankin you look at some of these folks who have made amazing books and you cannot tell me they're not literature mm-hmm. peter david 
writing on Facebook. Now, Peter David has written comic books. Sure, yeah. He oh. has written Star Trek novels. Actually wrote the Star Trek novel that used the same idea that I had. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Peter David is not on the right. No. Hmm. Bill Maher has informed us, both on Twitter and again last night, that comic books are for kids and that fans of them are basically stunted individuals who are unable to accept adulthood. So let's talk about fans. Fans love to argue. <clears throat> what? They are particularly big on arguing who their heroes can defeat. And pe periodically, they gather in large crowds, sometimes numbering over 50,000. They pay ridiculous entry fees to get in, and many of them dress up like their favorites. In the places where they gather, they cheer on their respective faves, chant together, eat and hang together. They buy a ton of merchandise, dropping hundreds of dollars at a time. And if they're lucky, they get autographs and go home happy. Hell, on rare occasions, they even attend parades dedicated to their heroes. And that's just Mets fans. It's also Yankees fans and Phillies fans and Dodgers fans and Jets and Giants fans and Knicks fans and so on throughout the country. Bill Maher even profits off it, said he bought a minority share of the Mets in 2012. Mm -hmm. And all these games, they involve balls. Isn't that interesting? Large ones, small ones that get bounced or hit or thrown. Balls, which are, as you know, one of the favorite toys of babies. Yet interestingly, no one, not even the profiting Bill Maher, ever accuses sports fans of being juvenile of being overgrown children, get a whole bar riled up about Yankees versus Red Sox, and no one is going to say, my God, grow the hell up. Yep. This is, this is the thing, and, and we have talked about this before. These movies, Star Wars, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're our mythology. Mm -hmm. They are our modern myths. This is our... Uh, Arthurian legends, our Greek and Roman Oedipus, Jason and the Argonauts, Golden Fleece stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Minotaur. I mean, come on. How many? How many? How many supervillains are the is, is the Minotaur responsible for? How many? How many of the 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 Greek and Roman and and Norse gods end up in comic books as characters because they're great villains and heroes? It's it is modern storytelling. It is modern mythology. Uh, the the thing about fans, the thing about fans as fans, we need to remember something very important. Um, we know what this stuff is. Okay, mm -hmm. we know that Star Wars matters in terms of big sweeping space epics. We know that Lord of the Rings matters in terms of the poetry of language to tell an adventure story. We know that. Uh, Star Trek matters because it's got this sweeping positive view of our future where, where mankind, we figure it out, kids. We get out there in the universe and we haven't killed ourselves yet. We we mostly get along. Somebody needs to tell the Discovery producers that. Uh, that's what the second season is trying to do. Okay. Um, and, and whether or not you, whether or not how, how you, Discovery is a great example because it's different and some people really don't like it. And you know what? It's okay to not like it. Well, and, and, and Discovery is a, a good example of the on the flip side of that where your producers are sitting there saying, well, in the era of Trump, harump, harump, harump. It was like, no, don't couch your representation of the show in one political slant or another. It should be for everybody to enjoy. If you like the show, you like the show. Doesn't matter how you vote. And, and you're right. 
and I'm not I, I, I can't disagree with that at all although I, very little of what I've seen from them talking about this season has have I seen any of that it doesn't mean it's not out there it just means I haven't seen it I, talking about this season um, however the reality of the Trump era whatever that means because that means a lot of different things to different people um, is that it's very very loud right now it's it's you, yeah. you can't get away from the fact that where no matter what form of media you consume, consume left right middle whatever it's however you feel about the man and i'm i based on other things i've said i can pr pretty sure people can figure out what i think <laughs> um i'm and yeah anyway uh he has made an impact on on a lot of people's commentary no matter what it is right but in and, terms and of for nothing else we should stop it people yeah but in terms of in terms of creativity and and it's interesting that this that this comes up as a topic today because we interviewed robert i, I talked to robert greenberger about the new anthology that he's editing for crazy eight press and talking about um you know the the pulp era mm -hmm. You know, sure. the, the Penny Dreadfuls and the pulp magazines and stuff at the turn of the century right. and the action-adventure stuff like Doc mm -hmm. Savage and John Carter right. and The Shadow with The Lone Ranger. And when he talks about those characters, he's talking about characters that were so inspired that they transcend the times that they in which they were created. Mm -hmm. And, the, and, and you're going have... to get so much stuff that's done now creatively because of Trump. Now Trump's going to go away at some point. The era of Trump is not here to stay for the rest of all eternity. Things are going to change from a cultural standpoint, Subtle, from a political sorry, standpoint. <clears throat> things will change. Of course they will. Of course they and will. it'll swing back the other way. But you've got so many people who are so obsessively, compulsively, and they're letting it affect everything that they make. This and everything not, they make is not going to last. This is not new. Okay, There is a Captain America storyline. Where Captain America went up against Nixon. There's yeah, I know. Okay, so this this sort of thing is not new. The profile of it is the mm. reach of the discussion and the argument is this is not new. Fantasy, science fiction, horror, genre fiction, mysteries, romance, westerns, anything of this sort of stuff is has had the not serious literature, not serious movies, not serious storytelling hanging right. over its head since it started. Okay. And when, oh, right. No, there's no question about that. When you I, had, I'm not, I mean, I'm and, not and, and you, that and you had folks who broke, who crossed over the line in terms of, of mass appeal to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you've got a uh, 1984 sitting on the desk here. Yeah. Um, uh, HG Wells, uh, Arthur C. Clarke, Isaac Asimov, but you know what? Um, Isaac Asimov, and H and, and Arthur C. Clarke had TV presence in a time when there were three networks. Oh, sure. So you had, you know, you you were able to sit there and talk to some of these folks who were these, you know, Ray Bradbury. They got TV time when you had a captive audience. There's a million TV channels now. There's a million internet sites. There's 20 well, million internet sites. And, and to Bob Greenberger's point, too, though, I mean, the you look at some of the stories, you look at the stories of The Shadow. Mm -hmm. the um, uh, Dick Tracy or John Carter or any of those. And the one thing that allows those characters to transcend their creation era 
and and continue to be popular these days, Batman, Superman, mm. Wonder Woman, Green Hornet, is the fact that the focus of all of the people that were writing those stories was the story. Sure. And that let's that, tell the good adventure story. Let's tell a, a, a story that entertains and if it happens to make a political point, if it happens to make you think about something, okay, that's in the subtext. If you look for it, it's there, but we're not going to beat you over the head with sure. it. Whereas now you have people like like Mags Visaggio or Cat Rambo or any of these that are wearing their politics on their sleeve and they're wearing their politics on the dust jackets of their books. And if you don't like it, then go away. I don't want your money. And no. that's not good. That's not good business from from any standpoint. Well, okay. So I'm going to say a that one of the reasons that these characters like the Shadow and Doc Savage and Tarzan and and John Carter and and so many of these other characters that came out of that period, the pulp era, um, have survived has become their modern versions have often evolved as characters. To a point. To a point. Some stories... Yeah, I, I maintain to this day that the shadow needs to stay in the 1930s and 40s. I think he needs to, he needs to remain a creature of his time. Bringing the shadow to now changes because the worldview about criminals and crime situations right. and, and it's, but that it's doesn't rooted. diminish but that doesn't diminish the popularity of the character no 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 no, no. but but it's a character that does not it i think you damage the character in my opinion and there are enough enough series set in modern days involving the shadow to yep. tell it people disagree with me okay but tarzan is a character that you can you can pull into the 21st century dick tracy Again, works more in a in sort of a film noir stylized world, fantasy world. Anyway, but some of these characters, but they leave behind some of the baggage that didn't matter back there in the past. It is harder for some of the stories that are being told now to leave behind the specific time, locality, political experience baggage that they come with. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing: one thing that fandom has learned is that there are there's an audience for what you want and that's for good or for ill sometimes that audience is a lot smaller than they like to make it out to be uh yeah i would agree and i think that applies on every end of the political spectrum i would agree with that yeah. and i think that some yeah. there are there are folks who if you are willing to target that specific audience and that is your audience and by all means i tell you what as a creator you sell to the people you want to sell to you, you that's who if that's your audience and you are that is who i'm talking to then you write that for them but don't be surprised left right middle don't care don't be surprised if somebody else looking at what you're working on whatever it is looks at it and has a comment or a criticism to make because that's the world we live in right now right for better or worse like the people who dogpiled on peter Semetti for thanking his fans for buying his books no matter no matter what they said no matter what what side of the politics they were on you know peter Semetti thanks everybody that buys his books mm. and again i mean I hate to harp on the left but they dogpiled him to the point where he was he was borderline suicidal at one point again. because of everything that was going on just again attack after attack after attack here's something that that you need to listen to and i'm somebody who was in therapy for four years for chronic depression kids i am not talking out of my ass here sorry i don't try not to swear on this show 
But the reality is, is I speak, I can speak from a place of, of mental health. That, okay. That. My kid, uh, and I talk about this on our podcast. Okay. We both have been in therapy. My kid is still in therapy. And this is important because mental health is important. And we do not talk about this enough in, in the world. And mm-hmm. there are enough genre has been, genre fiction has been a very good place for a lot of people who have been struggling with this to get support. Yes. And to get, where, no matter where you fall in the political spectrum, people have been often very supportive. And there are people who have not. Here's the thing. Please, 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 if you, are, if you are fans of ours or not fans of ours or you just hear this and want to tell, tell somebody else, you, the internet doesn't matter, okay? <laughs> the people on the internet, I don't care if they are your bosom pals, they, they don't care your best friends, if they are not, for this sort of thing, okay, if you, uh, too much support too much criticism the internet is a great place for it yeah if you are in a position where you are getting attacked online i don't care if you're on the left or on the right or anything i don't care about that being attacked online is disagreeing with someone online having an argument having a discussion having a debate even if it gets riled up that's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm not talking about me going, you know, <clears throat> I post a news story and Jason says, you know, did you, have you looked into the background of that? And my going, oh, uh, and. You're talking about the people that say, go die of cancer. Exactly. I don't care who you are. Here's that, a picture. Here's a picture of my butt. Here, that is, that is not appropriate. Okay. And I don't care. It's not an age thing. It's not a gender thing. Um, I don't, if, if I was 20 years old, if I was a woman, if I was gay, I don't. Air. That's not appropriate. No, it's not. Because because the internet is a megaphone. We've talked about this before too. God, I hate talking about this. But at the same time, the, well, it, it's it. See, mm. and, and complicating that, <laughs> complicating that though, is <clears throat> you have two groups of people that are doing it. One group of people are ordinary, average Joe citizen, sick pack that mm, are just mm. just civilians right yeah. right and then you have the professionals the people who get paid by a company to sure. create a mm-hmm. thing well as chuck windig learned if you decide to go off the reservation and go off the deep end and and go a little crazy in your social media there need to be consequences because you are for good or ill whether you like it or not, whether you sit there and post on your on your Facebook and Twitter, opinions are my own, that doesn't matter a whit. You have been hired to create a thing that belongs to somebody else, whether mm-hmm. it's Lucasfilm or Marvel or DC and, or whatever. And as a consequence, you are representing that company, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with that or not. Whatever your politics are, whatever your religion is or your faith or your identity or whatever, your behavior online represents the people that pay you. And, and uh, that's, a, that's, a very, that's a very real thing that a lot of people are, are wanting to ignore. Unfortunately, it gets really, and, and this is something that, considering how comic book creators, for example, are paid and how they work, 
Marvel's actual physical staff, DC's actual physical staff, is really small. Right. Most of these folks are contract workers. This becomes really difficult when you are making your living working contract to contract. You're... You're signed on for 12 issues of this series. Yes, but it's still it's I, still I, from a customer service standpoint. When you work for that company, you represent that company. Whether you're a full-time employee or a part-time employee or a contractor or a freelancer, it doesn't matter. And I don't and I don't disagree with you, but it makes it harder for some of these folks who are basically they are not their loyalty is to their work and maybe their particular fan base. Their, that's their first loyalty. They might be extremely loyal to Marvel or DC or Image or whoever they're writing for, Dark Horse or whatever. Um, but the thing is that they are... Think about what you are putting out in the world. I do not want to censor... Free, freedom of speech... Freedom of speech is one of the things that we that we take for granted. Okay, yeah. It's important. Yeah, it's very, very important. But we also have to remember... That whether you're on a TV talk show and you say something insensitive and then continue to say something insensitive and then say it again or whatever, um, whether it's an ethnic slur or slamming a group of people and saying, I wish you were dead instead of this guy, or you're talking to somebody online who you don't agree with their politics or you hate their comic book Mm -hmm. or you love their comic book but wish other people wouldn't attack them. Folks, you don't have to agree with each other. It's not necessary. I don't agree with that. I know you don't. <laughs> it's because you're a monster. Well, the, well and, and, and to that you point... Eat babies. <laughs> I mean, that's, just, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know... After this particular how... week, that's not... That 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 gag is probably a little bit... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but see, the, the thing is, you know, you've got people that are now... Well, like this lawsuit against Mark Way for tortious interference yelling at each other and and throwing insults at each other and basically being trolls online is one thing. But when you start interfering with a person's ability to 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 produce a thing, when you start interfering with a uh, with a person's livelihood, then you start getting into a deeper darker rabbit hole. Now that lawsuit is ongoing, yes. It is. Okay, yes. So, here, so and we we do not have a result yet, but and, and here's the thing. But everybody who has everybody who's examined what details we know of the case think that pretty much Mark okay. Wade is done. But here's the thing about that is that we don't have this information. Okay, true. We have what is available, and and folks, little reminder here: what we have available is put out usually out over the internet. For most people, yeah. and as a reminder, in case you have forgotten, the internet is not the most reliable source of, That's true. of accurate, truthful information. Sometimes it is. A lot of times it isn't. Okay. It is really, really easy to sit there and go, Mark Wade did this. Mark Wade didn't do this. This person did that. that okay. But the reality is, is that it matters less in your personal opinion that it matters in this particular case and other cases like this. Right. In the evidentiary chain and then revolts in a legal ruling. Okay. Right. It is really hard to remember this sometimes. It is really easy to re- to sit there and go, Mark Wade, blah, or or pick pick somebody and just <laughs> there's someone screaming at him right now. There's someone online right now who I've never heard of saying Tim Harvey's a schmuck. 
And I am a schmuck. But oh, wait, I need to delete that tweet. Say, oh, it was you. <laughs> but the thing is, is that and I don't care because I, because I you know made what? that tweet 10 years ago. I should delete it now. Yeah, good. Good luck with that. It's going to come back to haunt you because that's not how this stuff works. But that, but again, it's the nothing, Internet, folks. If nothing, you know, the Internet never dies. The, OK, folks, the Internet Wayback Machine, it's real. It's a yeah, thing. It's Be a thing. careful. All right. Don't don't stay. Don't say stupid things and maybe stupid things won't come back to bite you. Well, I'm sorry, I forgot. I we're talking about people. It is the internet, Joe. It is the people. It is the internet, and it is people. God, be nice to each other. God, can we just be not okay? Civil, civil. Eh. Okay, you don't hear. They don't. People don't hear you and I argue. The 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 the, the dumb things. We argue about the, the the cool and important things on this show because we are cool and important people. We are brilliant, or something. Um, the intern is, seems to be having a. An attack over there. She got promoted, actually. Oh, God, I think she's dead. She, <laughs> nice job. She's, she's just mostly dead. She's going to the hospital next week to get oh, that fixed. But, I mean, we don't... It's it's so damn easy to say, be nice to each other, uh -huh. but... God. I know, I know, and, I okay, know. It's, comedy and commentary are often combative, okay? Comedy, yes. comedy is often about pain. Right, especially in American comedy, British comedy is about embarrassment. American comedy is about the pratfall. That's that's my right. quick and dirty version of explanation of the difference between British and American comedy. Yeah. But forgetting that you can't. And in order for tr in order for comedy to be truly funny, there has to be a degree of truth within it. Right, and that means and and comedians are well versed in the idea of pushing the line. But even now, they're Some, having to watch oh. what they say because you get these cry bullies that are out there, and suddenly but I would you argue, said the wrong thing. But, How yeah, dare you? but I would argue that some that depends depends on what they say because there's always yeah, but it a, doesn't because there's always there now we are we are in this outrage culture that the, somebody is always going to be offended by anything that you say. Hey, was, the sky is blue. How dare you, sir? It, it was one thing when Lenny Bruce uh, was pushing a certain you know uh, some of these some of the the, the real groundbreakers in stand-up comedy who pushed against very, they, they had, you know, some of them was real scattershot, some of them were very specific targets what mm -hmm. they were pushing against. They crossed lines with an intent of getting people, and that's why these guys were the geniuses, right? Yes. Because they crossed the line with the intent of getting people to think about what they were saying. George some, Carlin was one Some of people, um, and I can think of someone off the top of my head, and I'm not gonna even bother because you can probably catch it if you look at the news. Some comedians, seem to be doing it so that they can get a reaction so that people pay attention to them when they're when they need when they feel they need to get some attention yeah okay and and there's always been some like that and and that's not pushing the line that's being that's being an ass that's being an ass with the hope that that maybe someone's going to pay attention to you and give you money right and that's that doesn't get us anywhere no that's not good that doesn't nobody nobody it's nobody wins kids and you can't you can't win the internet you can't you can't i i know i know i keep trying to tell you i you know bad. i don't, I don't if, care how many comment boards you say you've won the internet today no. i i have said from from way back um that if i could get completely off the internet mm. i would I, I shut I, I shut yeah but I would I, I shut down my Twitter account mm -hmm. a couple of years ago um, the only social media that I do at this point is 
for work is mm-hmm. for the business for this magazine right. as for my production company mm-hmm. to you know hey you need to you need an event video look at this event video i did and right, hey sure. look at this uh-huh. tv commercial that yeah. i made um and then on this stuff is you know all of, all of the shows that we promote and and the stuff that we do here but i don't i don't get on there very often I, occasionally that i i will i will post something on my personal facebook account one way or the other but i i don't do near as much as i used to i have been so much happier in a weird way since i don't go onto facebook enough but i'm also have felt very disconnected from a lot of a lot of my friends who there's there's parts of my friends lives that and this is just a thing out of the last 4 years for me personally, mm. I just haven't had the connection with, that I've needed to have. And Facebook has helped with that. But Well, and that part said, of that too, though, you've had a different job that has kept yeah. you completely away from it where before you were able to access all of oh, that a little long. bit more. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Mm. It's it's a mixed bag, but I think, uh, and especially now with, with the dumpster fire that is Facebook, um, I, I would not be surprised... If Facebook somehow gets broken apart in the next five years, in some way, shape, or form, I don't see Facebook surviving the next ten years. I think I, I'm not sure if it will or not, but all I can think of when it comes to things like Facebook is think of the the. Now, see, MySpace died of attrition. And it came back as a music thing or whatever, but no, you know, it, every, it, everybody it, went. It, physically it didn't ex- come back. It physically it's still there. Existed. That's it. Don't yeah. don't forget the story of MySpace. Don't forget the spo- the the story of of uh, what is it? Uh, Instant Messenger, not the the. Oh, for heaven's sakes, the AOL. AOLs. AOL Messenger. Messenger. Okay, don't, yeah. don't don't forget this. Don't forget the lessons of these things. Things people are are they love. Whatever it is, the new gadget, the new gadget, the new thing, you know, for for everyone who is excited about Twitter, um, there's as many people who have gotten off Twitter because it's turned into, and I don't, again, doesn't matter what side of of anything, of anything you yeah. fall on, it is full of the people you don't like, and they're loud. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, the the political leanings of these platforms. It can be argued one way or the other, and so there's a lot of frustration with that. Whether it's whether it's real or just simply perceived, I'll allow for that, even though I have my opinion. Um, but those of, those of us my who space, believe that perception is often greatly perception, perception is reality. reality. Uh, but see, but that. MySpace, MySpace died because everybody went to Facebook. Facebook is going to die because everybody's going to leave Facebook and and let it burn. And because Facebook is doing a very good job of shooting themselves in the foot right now for everything that they've done. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately when you when your business model seems to be involving not telling people what you're doing with your business model, just a hint for for future business owners, this is a bad plan. Did you see the the news that came out on the whole pivot to video thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they lied about numbers. everything. Yeah, well. Yeah, we won't tell anybody. Yeah, and then yeah. and then realize you, you realize that your numbers are wrong, and then. Well, an entire industry changes their model of how they do mm-hmm. things because Facebook said video is the thing. Right. Look well, at all these numbers, again, and it's proven. Again, you're listening to the loudest voice in the room, and the loudest voice yeah. in the the loudest voice in the room is just the loudest voice in the room, folks. Yeah, it doesn't make them right. And they might be right, 
but nobody's right 100 percent of the time but odds are good statistically speaking the loudest voice in the room is just the loudest voice in the room and i don't care yeah they just are be nice be Damn it. It's easy to say that. I know it is. I know it it's is. It's easy to say that. But honestly, if you and I can be friends as long as we've been friends and disagree about the things that we disagree, we're not the only people who do this. There are plenty of people, and we both know them, people who are, who are you know, they have friendships, and it doesn't matter if what, what their politics or religious leanings are, their sexual orientation is, any of this stuff, their age, mm-hmm. you have friends that transcend this stuff, and that's because they're looking at them as people. Yeah, and re- that that's that's it. That's remember, the thing. Yeah. Remember the thing is they're people. Well, and and uh, they be terrible people, but they're, for and, love of God, you're probably a terrible person too, just like I am and you are. It's it's the stormtrooper effect, where you look at the stormtroopers in Star Wars, mm. and the carnage in those movies where all of these stormtroopers keep getting killed. Yeah. The fact that they're in this uniform where you never see their faces, mm-hmm. it dehumanizes them. Sure. And online, you have digital accounts. Mm-hmm. You have personas that yeah. don't necessarily match the real person. It is much easier to consider the other account making the argument by, I mean, how many times have people get 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 uh, accused of being a, a sock puppet account or a, a Russian bot? I mean, that's the that's the popular thing now. Everybody's a Russian bot. You don't agree with me? You're a Russian bot. Well, Dasvidaniya, so, comrade. I, I will but see, say that's that, that's the thing. You unperson that other sure, person. Right, yeah, yeah. You unperson the one that doesn't agree with you, mm-hmm. and you and you basically, you know, completely dismiss them. It's straight out of Sololinsky. Well, but but the the thing is, is that that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing. Because Solinsky saw things and, and recommended things doesn't make Solinsky the villain. Again, how how the again, techniques are used. Well, but it, it, anything, anything like that. I mean, it, yes, there are. This is that's a whole that's a whole other topic which actually can play into some fiction stuff we can talk about because there's some really terrible things that have happened historically that some authors have told some really great stories about. Yeah. Um, that's something we could talk about at some point. But it's the same thing when you get somebody saying. Uh, feminazi or uh, 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 libtard or any of the other terms. I mean, it's we do this. This is what mm-hmm. we do. Uh-huh. We we sort people into little buckets so we can sit there and go, "This is what that what they are." Yep. And that's again, people. They're just so. There are some bots. We know this for too. But a lot of those people who are screaming out there or who are getting hurt out there. Or who are sitting there disagreeing with you or agreeing with you are people. And fandom, I'm not going to say we're better than this because we have evidence that shows that we're not always good at it. We have stories. We have stories that tell us we can be better. We can be better. And Star Trek and so many of the things that we love, so many of the genre stuff we love, a significant chunk of what makes genre storytelling great is about trying to to be better. We don't always succeed, but we try. And if we don't try, then what's the point of this? I mean, that's a legitimate question. Yeah. If, if we are not trying to tell better stories, to be better people, to, to build a better future, please tell me what the point 
of anything is. Maybe there's not a point. I do, okay, that's the Walking Dead theory, and I'm not. Justin <laughs> and I talk about that, and we don't we don't subscribe to that theory. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up right there, and encourage everyone: be nice to people. I love you, Tim Harvey. <laughs> you just say you just say that so you can get into my coffee. Yeah. All right. So we do like uh, we do like all of you who watch and listen. Thank you. Um, Thank you guys. Yeah, don't forget if if you are listening to this in the podcast form, um, we we do have it available. We broadcast live on Saturday afternoon over on our YouTube channel. And those of you who are watching on YouTube, uh, forget that. Um, um, the podcast is available if you want to download and take it with you. And uh, I, f- I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show because we ran, we were we started late. Yeah. Uh, SuperheroStuff.com, which is a, a sponsor of this show and other programming that we have here, they've come back on board as a marketing partner. When you order over there, you can enter the code Sci-Fi for Me ten, and uh, you will get ten percent off all of the things that you buy and they just dropped a lot of valentine's day themed stuff for some reason because fans genre fans celebrate valentine's day too including valentine's day thanos stuff sure i would destroy half the galaxy for you (laughs) oh god no i know i know there's there's a shirt there's nothing a shirt. Says, nothing says I love you like mass. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> to fight the humans is to court death. Oh, Remember, hey, Keon, Th- hey, Thanos, yeah. Thanos courts gotcha, death. I gotcha, mean, that's his. Right. That's his lady. Um, there's a T-shirt over there with a Millennium Falcon on it. It says, um, uh, "I'm yours. Don't fly solo." Or something like that. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. There's there's some stuff over Valentine's there. Valentine's Day is just grown inducing, no matter where you're going. <laughs> no, but anyway, yeah, super real stuff. Ten percent off. Sci-fi for me. Ten is the discount code, and we are happy to have them back. Yeah. and we're happy to have all of you with us. Um, so, I guess that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, next week topic, a little bit, a little bit cal- calmer, maybe, maybe a little bit, low, a little bit more. L- low octane maybe we need decaf next week <laughs> how dare you sir <laughs> you're know. a monster <laughs> or tea tea Earl Grey tea okay maybe Earl Grey and we can talk about the Picard thing yeah. uh, the new Picard show and I and, and what I can I can give my pitch why uh, why Discovery season two actually if you hated Discovery season one you might want to look at Discovery season see, that's a, see that's an argument I couldn't participate in because I haven't watched the show yet yeah uh, honestly, I don't have CBS honestly, All Access. you could probably come in at season two and not even worry about Just season ignore one. Just season there's, one? There's enough information about the backstory of, of season one without being heavy-handed no. that you might actually be able to follow along. Mm, maybe. We could talk about the uh, the difference between Discovery and Orville and whether or not Orville actually is a Star Trek show. I would say that at this point... Um, it's a, it's a good argument to make either way. Yeah. All right. We will argue that another day. Thanks very much for joining us this nice. week. And uh, for those of you who want to listen to other stuff, don't forget the archive over at sci-fi for me.com. Uh, good morning, Multiverse. Saturday mornings at 10. Uh, Tardis Sauce, Wednesday night at 7. Mm-hmm. Salacious Crumbs is coming back Yay. very soon. So be watching for that. We will be posting on YouTube and Twitter. And go follow us on all the social media, even though it's accessible And we'll be back next week on another episode of the H2O Podcast. Bye.
This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2019 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.